one thing that I learned in secondary school is how to be a hustler. I think I have wicked tendencies, but I'm not wicked. <laughs> you're always saying bad energy stay far away, but bad huh. energy stay far away. But you're the bad energy. I dare you to lick in Kechi's pants. You guys don't know I have brain. I have brain. I got a friend now. <laughs> First of all, nobody asked. Second of all, your outfit is actually trash and we don't care. The only time the only time I'm on my knees is well that's 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 classified. Ah, uh, this is a family channel. <laughs> I hope my mother isn't listening to this podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Care Package Podcast. We are on episode 68, and we have a very, 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 very special guest with us this episode. One of my besties, and I'm just gonna let him introduce himself. You're <laughs> <laughs> now nah, what's up? Uh, my name is Leland Darts. Um, I am a artist, producer, singer, songwriter, all the above. He does it all. Um, talent, yeah. talent for days. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess the first question we kind of let's just like hop right into it. So, what got you interested in music, Leland? man um honestly i think music was just in me um to to start i basically started playing violin at the age of four years old that was my first kind of you know introduction into music um i loved it up until i was like 10 or 11 years old um and then i started hating it (laughs) (laughs) but sorry i'm I'm not so impressive do they make violins for like smaller violence before yeah yeah Yeah. most people who know (laughs) like if you know you know but suzuki is basically the the standard um violin like curriculum for everyone so i did suzuki for a while taking violin lessons but then it got to a point where i was in middle school and all my friends were playing sports and i was carrying around a a violin and going to violin lessons and it was just it just felt really lame (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that was just me being a kid but um that led to me actually starting playing to, uh, playing drums i started playing drums at church i grew up in church sang in the choir at church everybody um, that grew up at church talented talented yeah <laughs> so did that love playing the drums i still play the drums um but that kind of got me into producing so i started producing started making beats about uh that was freshman year so this was 2006 um started producing and kind of just got into recording um formed a a rap group i was in a rap group for quite a bit of time from about 2006 to 2012 um and yeah just kind of since then i was always very melodic in in my my own songwriting and recording i would mostly always do like the hooks when we would make songs and things like that i was always recording and engineering all of our music as well so I just kind of, you know, kept that up. I still do that to this day. Um, just started doing my own thing and kind of shifted more into the R&B lane. So a lot of my music is very R&B, but it's also still got that like kind of trap hip hop uh, essence in the back as well. So yeah, here we yeah, are. So speaking of those kind of vibes that you have in your music, who would you say are kind of your inspirations that you look to when you're making your music? Yeah, so I have a lot of inspirations. Um, I think kind of like my top, if I would say top 10, I would say Bryson for sure, uh, Tori, Miguel, um, Brent Fayaz, Jeremiah, <laughs> um, Blast, Lucky Day, uh, even people like Summer Walker, like R&B, yeah. like her, Party Next Door, 
course. Mm. I think that's that's definitely more than 10, but yeah, <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of different influences, a lot of different artists, but kind of the same, the same vibe. And I know you mentioned like freshman year was when you like started producing. So like when you decided you want to like do this, like I want to say full time, had like have your family all supportive? Were they like we sent yeah. you to school to do like this and you wanted to do music? Have they like been 100 percent supportive from the beginning? Yeah, honestly, my family has always been 100 percent supportive. Um, I was actually, you know, graduating high school and going to college when things started kind of really popping off for the group. Um, we, you know, we actually have a, a platinum single that kind of. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you said that so casually. Wow. I know, I know. I'm so humbled about it. But um, yeah, it was, it went platinum. It was a song called Do the John Wall. Um, it was a tribute to John Wall, who's also from Raleigh. We grew up together. Um, you know, John used to like take me to school and like he, he was, he was, you know, right around the corner from me. So John went number one in the draft pick 2010. Um, we dropped a song uh, just kind of like, you know, as a tribute to Raleigh and, and the dance as well. And it went crazy. Uh, we got signed. We were signed for about six months. That was that was a roller coaster. That was probably the, the biggest lesson learned for me as far as, you know, the music industry goes. But yeah, I actually dropped out of school for a, a whole semester um, my freshman year of college. And, you know, my parents were supportive of it. And, you know, I did go back and I finished. But I say that to say, yeah, they've, they've always been supportive and, and always have, you know, supported the, the dream. Cool. And what is it that you studied at college? So I was in school for, at first I was in the music uh, program at, at ANT. Went to ANT. Shout out to ANT. Um, <laughs> it was definitely a, a fun experience, but honestly, I, I ended up finding out, like when I went back to school, the the music program just wasn't really for me. wasn't what I was, you know, really looking for. It was a little bit more geared towards the band and the instrumental aspect, which is, you know, which is dope, but it just wasn't my focus. So I ended up graduating with a degree in liberal arts. Uh, which is kind of like a, a very broad overall, like general education major, but I can, you know, do whatever I want with that degree. Um, but it's, it's funny you ask because my mom actually was trying to get me to go to Berkeley, which is probably one of my biggest, if I have any regrets in my life, that's probably one of my biggest regrets not going to Berkeley. <laughs> like, because she really wanted me to go. It was in Boston and I just kind of wasn't, I was young. I just wanted to go where all my friends were going. I wanted to go to HBCU, which I still don't regret doing that. But it's like, man, if I went to if I would have went to Berkeley, I feel like it would have been next level. Like that would have been a good a good move. But I didn't end up going. Um, but yeah, my mom was she was she was really about to force me to go, and kind of now <laughs> I think like, damn, I you should have just really just made me go. <laughs> but yeah. And then just going off of that, so like I know you did this full time, and when was like the turning point where you were like, "Oh, this is like this is what I want to do. Like I can just see myself doing this for the rest of my life." Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of was like natural. Like it was always what I, what I just did anyway. Since since you know since high school when I started producing, it just kind of I will say at first. I started making beats and then like, of course, when you start making beats, they sound terrible. And I just kind of gave it up for a few months and I 
came back to it. And I was like, once I started, when I, when I came back, that's, that's when I knew I was like, all right, I'm not going to stop. Like, and of course, I as creatives, like we go through phases, you know, there's times where I might not make music for, you know, a few months. It could be a year. Like I've, I've taken time off before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's more so now just what I do, like to, to keep myself happy and keep myself sane. So it's natural. Yeah, it And then we always ask this question to everyone who's like, I'm a creative. Like, how do you balance like your actual like social life and your career? Yeah, it's tough, honestly, because, you know, I, I do work full time still. Like, as you know, like I work full time. Yeah. So balancing that is the hardest part. Like social life, I don't really have a hard time balancing my social life. I I, I get out when I want to get out. But honestly, I don't like club. I don't party that much. I stay to myself for the most part. Um, but I do have my circle of people that I hang out with. But balancing working full time and being a creative is the hardest part. You know, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And the way you do it is just you got to make time for it. You know, you got to just it's almost like even if you're not motivated, you just got to you got to be disciplined enough to be like, look, I'm going to just at least make a beat a day or like I'm going to touch my computer at least once or twice this week. Like just just to keep keep something going. Um, I'm pretty hard on myself, so it gets hard. But like I also always look back and realize like, bro, you still have been working and still have been progressing. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's a balance. Cool, but I was gonna ask because you know how you said naturally you're not really a clubbing like partying type of person. With music, obviously you're trying to meet as many people, get as many people to hear what your you know your music. Do you ever feel pressure to kind of oh I need to go out a bit more, I need to interact with more people, I need to you know get more people listening yeah. to music? Do you get that? Definitely, it's kind of like a little bit of FOMO, almost like I <laughs> I want to be out, but. It's like sometimes I just don't I don't feel like it or I'm just tired. Right? Or yeah. I'm about to create. Um, so, yeah, it definitely I feel that. But I think it's more so on a level like I need to be networking more and, and like actually mm-hmm. going intentionally going places where there's going to be creatives or I can network with people who do the same things I do, like conferences and, and festivals and things like that. I want to do more of that. But for sure. Yeah. and sorry kind of similar but slightly different do you ever feel like pressure to kind of look a certain way or like make yourself sound a certain way to be more partable or, you know like that in person yeah um honestly no nah, I think I am who I am in person but like I will say yeah I think that's also another thing where like I'm kind of, you know, I like being underground. Like I kind of like being low key and I don't feel like I want to really put on like this, this star power front when I'm around and out. I'd rather just, you know, be me and be genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course I like, you know, I like to throw shit on and, and dress and, and I'm into <laughs> fashion and shit like that. And like, I think when I go out, like people see me and, and if they recognize me or they usually people like, will even ask me like if I'm a creative or if I do music or sometimes people just know and it's weird I guess it's just like an aura or a vibe but like yeah yeah it's it's I wouldn't say it's pressure it's just more so like once people do get to know me I think they you know fuck with my music even more definitely 
what would you say it is about music that makes you like passionate like what makes you like I don't know how to like word it but like what makes you so passionate about music I don't know it's just I think it's just like it's one of those things where music is a language that everyone really can can understand you know it's, it's of course even if it's in a different language like music is just one of those things and, and for me it's just a feeling it's just like almost when you, you know you listen to a song you get goosebumps like yeah it's just like that feeling is it's addictive and it's just like what keeps me going i, I can't really explain it but when you know you just know you it's a feeling um so like that feeling comes from creating if i were to create something as i'm making beats and as i'm recording a song like it's almost like a high like every song that i've ever recorded i pretty much like if i start it i'm finishing it so like typically if i um it's nighttime and i work on a song and i get into it and i get into a mode like it's really like a zone in which every time i've i've actually finished recording a song it's usually like the sun is coming up and it's like five or six a.m because i'm just like locked in Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I can't really put it into words, but <laughs> the, the passion is just like that feeling and kind of just not chasing that feeling, but just just kind of keeping it there and keeping and keeping it close. Definitely. And then I guess it's kind of two questions in one. What do you feel was holding you back when you initially started music? And what do you feel is holding you back right now, if anything? Um, I think initially multiple things like I think I guess time wise like technology was different back then so there was things that I couldn't really do that I can do now Mm -hmm. Um, I think also with the whole label situation like that (laughs) that in itself like when people say the music industry is cutthroat and it's like they brainwash you and they yeah it was crazy like they were basically trying to change our sound and get us to go pop and like that that was a very hard like thing to push through because I always knew I wanted to kind of do my own music yeah Um, I think even you know being transparent I think even being in a group held me back a little bit too like I just I always you know I always had a vision for myself um now I would say working (laughs) 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 surviving being an an adult and like taking care of business you know at the same time because at the end of the day like we're all you know we're all out here bills have to get paid right trying to make it and trying to trying to you know keep shit afloat but also like trying to glow up and really prosper so I think that that also kind of you know it's always gonna hold you back a little bit but it's life you know, just got to try to enjoy it and, and create that balance. Yeah. Definitely. And in the group that you were in before, are all the other members still making music or no? Mm, uh, so actually it was three of us. So me and our real names, me, Tristan and Dakari. Dakari is actually in LA. He's still producing and making music. Tristan actually went to, went back to school and actually went to Full Sail. At a, and got his master's for uh, after actually and got his master's at full sale for film directing so he has a, a film uh, business and that's that's his like main focus now he does he actually specializes in like um weddings and things of that nature so yeah oh. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
And then what would you say would be like the best advice you've gotten throughout your career like thus far? Honestly, other than like, you know, the, the corny, like cliche, just just keep going, keep working <laughs> no matter where. Cause that is it's a fact. Like you just gotta keep keep doing what you're doing. But honestly, it's crazy. I think about this. I think it was I was in college and one of my roommates kind of just kept it real with me. He was like, bro, because I was like still trying to find my sound and I was like rapping and like making trap beats and trap music and like he was like, bro you are a, a singer. You're an R&B artist, bro. Like, you're not a rapper. <laughs> like, that was, like, that was a good piece of advice that I always kind of remember just because, you know, he was just keeping it 100 with me. Um, I still, like, you know, I still feel like I could I could rap on something if I wanted to, but um, <laughs> I think that kind of locked me in and, and really got me focused on my sound and, and I was able to kind of shape and mold it. Um, but, yeah. Just kind of funny too, because I, I honestly just thought about that. <laughs> and then, as a, another fellow creator, I know like I, when I'm doing like stuff for like my school, I kind of get like anxious about loads of shit. So, like before you record, or even when, like, even with the podcast, like before you released our first episode, it took a while, it took a hot yeah. sec. Yeah. <laughs> but do you ever get like anxious when you're recording or you're like about to put something out? And then, how do you deal with that? Oh, hell yeah. Like, especially putting music out. Recording, um, I wouldn't say anxious. I think it does take a lot for me to kind of really tap into my vibe and, like, get focused. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, like, well, all the time I'll start on stuff and just, like, not finish it and be like, oh, this sucks and, and just trash it. And I might end up coming back to it, but I think mostly – when I'm dropping music, that's when I kind of get anxious. I'm just like thinking about if people are going to like it. And then I might send it to certain people just to get their opinion. But then also I'm like, do I really want their opinion? Because I might, because I'm, I'm sensitive. <laughs> you know? I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> so like, if you, if I say I sent you a song and I'm like, hey, what you think about this? I'm like, oh, it's cool. And I would, I would be like, oh my God, it's trash. And I would probably <laughs> So like I kind of have to protect it and just and one thing I've learned just kind of doing it for for so much time like you just got to trust yourself like at the end of the day as an artist you got to make music that you like and if you fuck with it like you got to trust that there's somebody out there and probably a lot of other people out there that also fuck with it so like if you know you got good taste and you have you know quality music that's already out, especially like you have music that's already out and people like, you have to, you know, use that as as proof. Like trust yourself, trust your gut. And those are things that I tell myself when I, when I drop music. But it's still hard. It's still like, it still fucks with me. <laughs> and do you then... think it'll ever get easier? No, I don't think so. Cause it's just like, as an artist, you know, everything you put out is, it's your it's like your baby like you putting it out and it's it's always gonna for me at least it's always gonna kind of feel a little bit of there's gonna gonna be some anxiety involved yeah (laughs) but it's always like relieving when you do put it out and then you get good feedback even if if it's like constructive criticism from people that you really may like look up to or trust but like this it's always 
it's always gonna fill away before <laughs> yeah and do you get like sometimes not, like non-constructive feedback just like really not nice things uh nah never have i will say once though like so just as like an inside thing there's there's a, a website in which you can submit your music for submissions and blog posts and things like that there's there's tons of websites i said hey website it's, it's one of many um but there was a time when i did i did some of that and like yeah you get some very blunt <laughs> feedback <laughs> and yeah there was once where there was like a whole page of just like feet like comments of people like rejecting the song on their blog and why and it was yeah that was that was kind of that was probably the toughest like time I took some feedback because it was like all right I'm gonna I want to just see all the bad shit <laughs> but honestly like yeah I get a lot of a lot of love I haven't ever had any like people like saying nasty shit or say anything mm. Yeah. okay cool and like flip side so what are kind of you know really good moments that you've had things that you're proud of major milestones i mean the platinum single like, <laughs> first of all yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to top that <laughs> but uh nah that's definitely like number one for sure um but i think also just as for myself hitting over a hundred thousand streams um as an artist for me, that was big. You know, it's not crazy, like a crazy number. You know, if you think about most artists, but yeah, for me, that was that was a big milestone. Um, having three albums out, like that, is enough at itself for me. Like, if I never make any more music, um, I think the music that I have put out is is really good quality music, and people, you know, people love it. Um, but yeah, other than that, music wise, like I think those are some of the, the things I'm most proud of. Yeah. And then obviously you have three albums out. You guys can stream them on Apple Music and Spotify. But what would you say if you could pick one? What would you say would be your favorite song? Like one of your favorite Ooh, songs? Song? I thought she was gonna say which album. I thought she was gonna say album as well. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> that was gonna make it easy. No. <laughs> one song. That's crazy. I don't know. Uh, if I had if to pick, pick okay, if you could make a favorite album, In the Dark for sure. That's the my Is first that album. One, two, or three first album. Okay, that's the first one. Yeah. Okay. So, and in terms of, would you? Oh, sorry. Carry on. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, you would you say like your albums kind of represent like different like phases in your life or like different type of moods like for example Beyonce's first person that comes to my mind like each of her albums kind of represents a different time in her journey did you think that's kind of similar with you as well um yeah definitely I think each each album represents where I was in, in that point of my life mm -hmm. um and it's funny to see like the progression um definitely my second album was kind of like more of like a like a playful playful kind of project that i that i that i made and i think that one in particular really represents like just really me at that moment um that year because <laughs> it was a lot of the songs on the album were like 
about like very specific occasions and like, <laughs> events. Um, if you, yeah, it's called if um, it's not you, it's me. And uh, yeah, just kind of you know, little little summer summer toxic vibes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. what's in the future for Leland? Like, what can we expect from you? Like. What can we expect from you, Leland? Like, what's going on? Give us the tea. Uh, I got some music on the way. I think the biggest thing for me is visuals. Like, visuals are very, very, very important. And that's probably, like, I think the biggest opportunity for me in my, like, artist career. Because a lot of t- I think I started off trying to be on this, like, like, party next door, her, like, incognito, like, don't really show face too much kind of vibe and that that's that can be cool but like really if you you know it's, it's actually it can actually hurt more than anything so I think visuals and like creating visuals to go along with the music that I put out um, as I put it out is is the biggest thing that I've been focused on so I do have some new music um, I do have some vibes on the way and, <laughs> and you can expect some some visuals as well um, but yeah I'm also working on a lot of things as far as my dark sound uh, brand as well, uh, which is more so like the production side of what I do, Um, you know, building a a, a virtual beat store, Um, thinking about including some, some of the, the the web three involvement, you know, I I would say NFT, but like, I don't really know exactly what I want to do with the the beat store involved in that, but I I want to incorporate it in some way. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the, just some of the things I'm, I'm working on right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, be, be on the lookout. <laughs> and then obviously funny question. Now, if you didn't become like a musician, producer, all of that, what would, what do you think you'd be doing right now? That is a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really don't know. Like you see yourself I in a desk like a nine to five? No, no way. Like I, I probably either would would see myself like being some sort of athlete or like, or like a photographer or a film director. Um, before I could sit down at a desk, I'm like I cannot sit down at a desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've always been into technology. I think I probably would have been like some type of tech nerd or probably into in IT or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't really doing music, I mean, I already work in that field at Apple, but like, yeah, I think I would, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't see myself not doing anything else. And then, oh, I was just going to say, this just came to my mind. Are you still like heavily involved in charge or not as much anymore? Unfortunately, no. Like when I went to college, I think I just stopped going to church just because I went to college in a different city. So like, um, I still love like gospel music, but I don't go to church regularly anymore. Um, but you know, I still have my faith in God. <laughs> yeah, and then just to you know, not finish off, but kind of finish off. What is a piece of advice you would give someone like younger and trying to like decide whether they'd want to do or they don't want to? Like, what would you say would be your like piece of advice you'd give someone? Um, I would say first, first off, like take advantage of the technology that you have in your hand 
in your pocket. Every every kid has a phone. Every kid really now has a phone, iPad, a computer too. <laughs> so that would be the first thing, like really take advantage of that. Cause bro, if I can make beats on my phone when I was when I was in high school, like <laughs> I I probably would have dropped out of high school, like <laughs> and, and went crazy. But that would be the first thing. Second thing I would just say, like stay true to to you and just like experiment. Um trust your trust your gut kind of just what I was speaking on earlier like if you like it like somebody else likes it like but also keep people around you that will will really be honest with you and that also have like good taste in music um I think it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to like if we're talking about music particularly like you it's it's you gotta have like good taste in music because if you don't if people around you and and they don't really you know know what's good or not you ask your, your cousin your brother your family people always just gonna say oh yeah that's that's fire like mm-hmm. try to try to get some some people that you can kind of look up to um and that can mentor you as well that's that's another thing like i never really had and still like that that one good mentor um i think that's one thing i'm, I'm looking for as well just in my, my future career even as a you know 29 30 year old artist like um I, I a mentor is, is is highly important like more important in school I think if you can find somebody that's doing what you want to do that will really spend time with you um that's that's important also yeah fair enough do you have a mentor now or is that something you still do I have one right now yeah no I don't Okay. Not really that, following your own advice there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I I feel like I've become a mentor to to certain people, um, but I don't have one myself. I think, you know, that is something that that would definitely allow me to take a lot of things to the next level. But mm-hmm. but yeah, not at the moment. And then just a quick game of would you rather to end the episode. So, would you rather be in a solo act? Well, this is kind of obvious now. <laughs> would you rather be solo act or part of a group? <laughs> mm, yes, solo. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I will say this, though. As a producer, <laughs> I would definitely rather be a part of a group. And that is because, like, if you can form a good team um, production-wise, um, not even just production, like producers, songwriters, producer and songwriter, a good producer songwriter duo is like, you can really change the game that way. So I will say if, as, as producer me would say group. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, would you rather be able to sing any song or play any instruments? Play any instrument. I agree with that as well. Yeah. I can't like, sing any song like that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Play any um, would you rather sing flat so like off key or would you rather be singing one beat behind everything mm, one beat behind <laughs> is like oh <laughs> that's like a pet peeve like eat that like and i've uh it's funny because <laughs> this is a funny question because there's like one artist that I know and I'm not gonna call this artist's name out but like <laughs> everything is just always flat and I'm like yo there's nobody else here it is this is a big, this is a big artist that we know this is an oh. artist that is that just recently got signed I'll say that 
Okay. So, but yeah, it's just like I'm like, oh my god, I don't, I just can't understand why nobody else hears it. Maybe I'm. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather listen to a song with terrible vocals and brilliant lyrics, or brilliant vocals and terrible lyrics? Brilliant vocals, terrible lyrics. Yeah, yeah. It's like Agreed. I'm Agreed. just like a. I always listen to the beat first, anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, come on, like I listen to Future, like that. <laughs> that that's brilliant vocals, terrible lyrics, like. So yeah, definitely the, the latter for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that because well, I feel like it's the beat that gets you moving, and you know. Yeah, you know. Really, I feel like for me personally, when I hear a song the first couple of times, I don't really like deep the lyrics until late and I'm like oh that's what he said yeah. <laughs> I'm like whoa okay um would you rather hear your favorite artist sing your least favorite song or your least favorite artist sing your favorite song mm, probably the the first one your favorite artist sing your least favorite song yeah they'll make it sound yeah. good <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and finally, collab with Drake or collab with Kanye? Mm. As hard as that question is, you, Drake. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Drake effect is, like, I probably would rather have a song with, like, have a, like, a relationship and some type of, like, musical collaboration with Kanye just because he's also a producer. But, like, the Drake effect. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you have a song with Drake and you're like you're good for life. <laughs> so like definitely. Okay. Okay, Lilan. Just want to thank you again so much for joining us today. Uh, um, I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. We really loved hearing about your story. Um, just for everyone listening, what are your socials? Where can they find you? Um, and if you could also spell out, well, I mean, it'll be written on the post. <laughs> want to spell out yeah, your definitely. name so people can find you? For sure. Thank you all. First of all, thank you so much. Aren't you in London? I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me so what like, time it is. Thank you. <laughs> all the way across the pond right now. So thank you. Um, but yes, you, everyone can find me. Um, Instagram is is typically where where you'll see most of of me. Um, and that is L-E-L-Y-N-D-D-A-R-K-E-S, Leland Darks, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, anything you have, if you can stream it, YouTube, I'm there. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much. This was fun. Um, <laughs> check out my music. Uh, got some new stuff on the way. I don't know if, if, if you guys, you might leak it. I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if you want to. Um, but yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay, guys. So that's all we have for you guys on this episode. Make sure you follow Leland. Make sure you also follow us at Care Package Pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Care Package Pod on TikTok. Um, so you know when our next deliveries are. Okay. Till next time. Bye. This package has been signed, sealed, and delivered. Thank you. <laughs>